What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we're going to recap all the action from SEC Week 8. We'll give you our winners of the weekend and who depressed all of us. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. This episode of Locked on SEC is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between Arkansas and Auburn on the SEC Network right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try today. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's get to our winners of the weekend. Weekend. Real winners win. And we start with Jaden Daniels at LSU. He ran for three touchdowns, threw for two more as LSU rallied from down two scores to route number seven Ole Miss, 45-20. to 20. Jaden, uh, His performance gave Jaden Daniels the LSU record for most rushing touchdowns in a season by a quarterback with nine. He also had three passing touchdowns and three rushing touchdowns a week ago against Florida. And this one, Daniels was 21 for 28, 248 passing yards, ran 23 times for 121 yards. He's now third in the SEC in completion percentage behind just Stetson Bennett and Hendon Hooker. And LSU, don't look now. They are back in the hunt for the SEC West. Got a bye week this week, but a monster game in two weeks hosting Alabama. A lot of people expected LSU to be maybe a 6-6 team this year, maybe 7-5 in year one of Brian Kelly with... All the pieces they lost, new pieces coming in. But with a win over a number seven Ole Miss team, uh, they obviously were excited. Their fans rushed the field. And the SEC announced Sunday that LSU fined for the violation of the league's access to the competition area policy. They incur a fine of a quarter of a million dollars for their third offense. The last time they were fined for such came against Georgia in 2018. But a lot of reasons for LSU fans to be excited. Maybe a little bit ahead of schedule. Jaden Daniels really showing his special skills, better being uh, playing a better quarterback than maybe some LSU fans thought, a lot of SEC fans thought, and uh, some nice wins already. Road wins at Auburn and Florida, and obviously this win against ranked Ole Miss. They did get curb stomped by Tennessee a couple weeks ago, so we'll see which LSU team shows up against Alabama in two weeks. Speaking of Alabama, our next winner of the weekend is the Alabama defense. On a night where the Alabama offense wasn't as sharp as it usually is, the defense picked them up, shutting down Mike Leach's Mississippi State offense, winning 30-6. Alabama held State to just 231 yards passing, just 62 net rushing yards. They racked up four sacks on Will Rogers, with Will Anderson adding one to his uh, season total. Henry Toa Toa led the way with 13 tackles. DeMarco Hellams had 12 tackles. And we finally saw Eli Ricks and some extended action at defensive back, and he played very well. Recorded a team-high four passes defensed. Look, this is a game where if the defense doesn't show up, Alabama could have found themselves in a bit of a tight game with Mississippi State. But the defense showed up. They were lights out. They held Mississippi State to just 7 for 22 on third downs. Very impressive performance. And we'll get to it a little bit later, but... 
Nick Saban just owns Mike Leach. He's got his defense just knows how to shut it down, and uh, they have done so a lot since Leach has come into the SEC. So congrats to the Alabama defense. Again, they're going to have to bring that same level of play to Baton Rouge in two weeks. Another winner of the weekend. I've got Hendon Hooker in here at Tennessee. Look, a week after their big win over Alabama, the Vols, they had a gimme against Tennessee Martin. They beat up on him 65 to 24. Hooker was outstanding, going 18 for 24 for 276 yards, three passing touchdowns. He connected with several of his go-to targets, including Jalen Hyatt, who finished with seven catches for 174 yards and two scores. Next up for Tennessee will be a home game against Kentucky this weekend before a monster road trip out to Georgia on November 5th. These next two weeks are going to tell us, is Tennessee the real deal? Or are they still a year away? Again, don't want to overlook Kentucky. Kentucky's a very good team. And if they're looking ahead to Georgia, Kentucky can sneak up on them and beat them. Remember, there was a shootout last year in Lexington and was a an exciting, thrilling game that Tennessee was able to win. But uh, Hendon Hooker, playing great. I've got him uh, you know, up there in my Heisman list right now. Playing extremely well. So we'll see if he can keep it up. Another winner of the weekend. How about Shane Beamer over at South Carolina? What a uh, win for those guys. Knocking off Texas A&M 30-24. It marked the first time South Carolina has beaten the Aggies since the SEC made them their Western uh, Division rival in 2014. Keep in mind, they play every year. This is the first time they've been able to beat them since they came into the SEC. It also marked the first time... The Gamecocks have won four games in a row since 2013. Special teams always a key under Shane Beamer. The Gamecocks took the opening kickoff back 100 yards for a touchdown from Xavier Leggett. And Gamecock fans chanting Beamer ball during a late timeout. Because obviously uh, special teams plays a big factor in the Beamer family. Gamecocks only need to beat Missouri or Vanderbilt in the next two weeks. And they'll make a second straight bowl game. And I know South Carolina fans want to set their sights higher, but let's face it, when we looked at this schedule this year, said it was going to be tough, but they have weathered the storm. And with the win, South Carolina has beaten every team in the current SEC now. Uh, Marshawn Lloyd, he was outstanding. Ran for 92 yards, two scores. Spencer Rattler managed the game well to get South Carolina to 5-2 and two overall. Raise your hand if you had South Carolina 5-2 and two at this point in the season. Shane Beamer raised expectations a year ago, and I'm sure there was a lot of doubters from other SEC fan bases out there, but he's doing a good job. Spencer Rattler's not been the world beater, you know, that that maybe people thought he was two years ago when he was a Heisman favorite at Oklahoma, but he's getting the job done, and, and that run game is, is really producing for South Carolina. So congrats to Gamecock fans. Congrats to Shane Beamer. Another winner of the weekend, I've got Luther Burden in here. The Mizzou receiver had touchdowns on the ground and through the air and gave the Tigers exactly what they needed in their 17-14 win over Vanderbilt. Burden finished with a 10-yard rushing touchdown, led the team with four catches for 66 yards and a receiving touchdown from Brady Cook. And Mizzou picked up their first conference win of the year after starting 0-3 in the SEC. Kudos also to Mizzou's defense, coming up with a huge fourth down stop with just over a minute left to secure the win. And it was a big game for Luther Burden, who had been dealing with an injury 
uh, was finally a full go at practice ahead of this one. And he gave Missouri just what they needed offensively. It wasn't a powerhouse offensive display, but he made the big plays when they needed them. And uh, Luther Burden and Mizzou getting their first SEC win over Vanderbilt. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we are going to give you our depressed from week eight in the SEC. That's coming up in just a second. But first, I want to remind you about uh, this week's thrilling moment in college football. It's brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, I'm going to go with Marshawn Lloyd late in the South Carolina win over AM with eight minutes to play and South Carolina leading 24 to 21. The Gamecocks put the ball in the hands of Marshawn Lloyd, who broke off a 24-yard run from midfield to put Carolina into scoring position. A few plays later, Lloyd barreled into the end zone for the touchdown to put the Gamecocks up nine. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. All right, roll along here, Locked On SEC, and let's get to our Who Depressed this week in week eight of the SEC. We'll start with Lane Kiffin, the Ole Miss offense, particularly in that second half. The Rebels got shut out in the second half of their game in Death Valley against LSU. Rebels came out of the gates in Baton Rouge firing, scoring a touchdown on their opening drive, then scored another touchdown on their second drive, then a field goal on their third drive. They took a, th- a 17-3 lead. LSU would answer, but the Rebels, they would still grab a 20-17 halftime lead. But that second half, LSU's offense and defense responded, and Ole Miss was held without a point in the entire second half. They had opportunities, but they could not capitalize, and Ole Miss fell to LSU 45-20. to The Rebels had 10 penalties for 111 yards, LSU outscored Ole Miss 42-3 down the stretch. LSU linebacker Harold Perkins made life rough for quarterback Jackson Dart, hitting him repeatedly, finished with a sack, two quarterback hurries and a pass breakup. Wherever Dart went, that's where Harold Perkins was. Even after the game, Lane Kiffin gave a tip of the cap. He said, yeah, 40, pretty good player. Uh, Jackson Dart finished without a touchdown, threw an interception, ran for just Seven net yards. Remember, he rushed for over 100 yards a week ago against Auburn. Quinshawn Judkins, running back, very good. Rushed for 111 yards and two scores. But it should be noted, Ole Miss was out without their other dynamic rusher in Zach Evans, who was banged up and did not play. The two of them are kind of like thunder and lightning. They, they uh, complement each other very well. Two of the best rushers in the SEC this year. But uh, without... Without Zach Evans, it was all on Quinchon Judkins, and like I said, he performed well. Just the offense was really bogged down in that second half and couldn't do a whole heck of a lot. Another deep rest of the weekend. I've got Jimbo Fisher in here. The Texas A&M Aggies, they continue to have quarterback problems and really play-calling problems for one of the highest-paid head coaches in all of college football and Jimbo Fisher. His Aggies fell at South Carolina 30-24 to to drop to 3-4 and on the season. This was an Aggies team that, remind you, began the season ranked in the top 10, signed the number one overall rated recruiting class, and this is where they are at 3-4 and four at this point in the season. It marked the first time South Carolina has beaten the Aggies 
like we said earlier, since the SEC made them their Western Division rival. Quarterback Haynes King left with a shoulder injury in the fourth quarter, and the Aggies had to play their true freshman, Connor Wegman. Aggies did have a chance late. They recovered an onside kick, but the Hail Mary attempt uh, had no chance, and the Aggies lose. The loss just puts more pressure on Jimbo Fisher, who makes a ton of money and is just not delivering the wins. He's set to make $9 million a year with a contract that runs through 2031. Aggies had eight penalties, all of them false starts, starting a new center in a hostile environment. Looks like a struggle for the Aggies if they want to get six wins in a bowl game. They're going to beat UMass, probably. But after that, the Aggies need two wins out of four games. They've got Ole Miss, Florida, at Auburn, and at LSU. Can they win two of those? Crazy that we're talking about can the Aggies get to six wins when they were a preseason top 10 team. But that's where we are at this point. And another depressed of the weekend, I got Mike Leach in here. His offense against Alabama has been abysmal since he joined the SEC. Will Rogers was 30 for 61 passing for just 230 yards, only 62 rushing yards as a team. They could only score two field goals. They had a missed field goal. They turned it over on downs three times. Mike Leach struggling to score touchdowns against Alabama. The Bulldogs have not scored more than nine points versus an Alabama team since 2017. They've been shut out twice. They scored seven points. They've scored nine points. And then this year, six points. And for Mississippi State, after a 5-1 and one start for the Bulldogs, Mike Leach's squad has now lost two straight to Kentucky and Alabama. And next up, they will get a week off before they host Auburn on November 5th. That, you know, you look at that one as a must-win for the Bulldogs if they want to get back to being competitive here in the SEC. But disappointing. You always see the Mississippi State offense rolling, and Will Rogers was looking very good earlier in this year. But you wonder what's going to happen when you go up against Pete Golding and a really good Alabama defense, and Nick Saban part of that. And we saw it stymied once again, as it has been uh, since Leach has come to the SEC. Another depressed of the weekend, I've got Vanderbilt's offense. Mike Wright took over uh, when A.J. Swan left in the second half. They did hit an 80-yard touchdown reception with four minutes to go. Uh, Vanderbilt's first offensive points in more than eight quarters. That play was. Um, Clark Lee's team just ended their chance of a 24-game conference losing streak. Vanderbilt, they got the ball back with just under three minutes to go. Got a quick first down on a penalty. Third down throw to Ben Bresnahan appeared to uh, get him a first down, but it was moved back a yard upon review, brought up a fourth down, and Ray Davis was stuffed at the line of scrimmage and basically ended the game. Kudos to Mizzou's defense, but Vanderbilt, they were shut out by Georgia last week. They didn't do much better on offense this week. Like I say, you take away that 80-yard touchdown throw, the Commodores had only 219 total yards of offense while going 0 for 2 in the red zone. Vandy will get a week off before they play South Carolina on November 5th. But, look, Vandy impressed us those first couple weeks, right? Picking up some non-conference wins and starting to say, hey, look, they they already got past their expected win total in Vegas' eyes. But now, once they get into SEC play, we're starting to see Vanderbilt not very good. And uh, they got to figure something out, man. They got to get some more Jimmys and Joes in there and 
do a little bit better job of recruiting. There you have it. Those are our depressed of Week 8 in the SEC. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll run through the uh, latest AP ranking where a lot of SEC teams popping up in there. We'll tell you who is in there. But first, I want to remind you about our friends over at Sweat Block. Look, uh, we've been telling you about Sweat Block. If you're out there tailgating, you're out there on campuses throughout the week um, uh, on SEC campuses, temperatures starting to get a little bit cooler, but still uh, warm in some areas. And obviously, if you put on extra layers, you can sweat. And a lot of people have sweat issues. And talk to multiple people who have tried Sweat Block out. And uh, it's been a lifesaver for them uh, throughout SEC football season and, and throughout the year, really. Sweat Block gives you the confidence to wear what you want without embarrassing underarm sweat. Of course, uh, you know, a lot of us have the nice uh, SEC polos we like to wear for our respective teams, and you, you pit. You uh, show pit stains and uh, sweat block wipes. They were featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, you need to try sweat block. You can save 20% with our promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at sweatblock.com. Sweatblock.com. Use our promo code Locked On. They're also available on Amazon. Give them a try. If you are a sweater like I am, you will not regret it. Go try them out. Sweatblock. Right along here, Locked On SEC. And let's jump into it. The AP poll coming out on Sunday and LSU re-entering the AP poll. South Carolina coming in at number 25, earning a ranking for the first time in four seasons. LSU coming in at number 18. Georgia number one for the third straight week with number two Ohio State gaining ground after they blew out Iowa. The Bulldogs were idle. They received 31 first place votes. And over 1,500 points. Ohio State got 18 first place votes. Number three, Tennessee. They received 13 first place votes. Michigan was number four. Clemson, number five. Alabama, number six, holding firm in their spots. TCU was number seven, moving up a spot, remaining unbeaten. Oregon jumped two spots to a season high number eight after routing UCLA. Oklahoma State was nine. USC and Wake Forest tied for 10. LSU. First season under Brian Kelly, they handed Ole Miss their first loss of the year and moved back into the rankings ahead of their game against Alabama. Tigers were ranked for a week earlier this month before they lost to Tennessee, and uh, they're looking pretty darn good. Like we said, South Carolina ranked for the first time since a one-week stint after the opening weekend of the 2018 season. Gamecocks beat Texas A&M to improve to 5-2. They have not been ranked this late in the season since 2013. So LSU moving into the rankings before their off week ensures that LSU-Alabama going to be a matchup of ranked teams for the first time since they played a one-versus-two game back in 2019. Both teams off this week. For the uh, Louisiana folks out there, LSU and Tulane both ranked for the first time since 1998. Though The uh, Louisiana schools were heading in different directions when they overlapped that year. People dropping out. Texas is unranked again after blowing a second-half lead at Oklahoma State. The future SEC uh, team, the Texas Longhorns, they fell to 5-3. and three. Former Bama OC Steve Sarkeesian not doing 
not having the kind of season they were hoping to have with Quinn Ewers and company there. Arch Manning will be there next year. And Mississippi State, they once again had the misfortune of catching Alabama immediately after an Alabama loss. And the Bulldogs were knocked out of the rankings. They did score a touchdown in Tuscaloosa uh, for the first time since 2014. But, um, man, Mississippi State not going the right direction. There you have it. Those are the latest SEC teams coming in the AP rankings. A lot of SEC teams ranked this week. Congrats to all those involved. And thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day for the uh, your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on the app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked On SEC. We'll talk to you guys later this week.